You're catching up with Beck and Soda right now. But imagine laying poolside in the Hospital Research Foundation Home Lottery's $5 million Hyde Park Grand Prize or rolling in $4.5 million in cash. Yup, that sounds nice. Homelottery.com.au SAFM's Beck and Soda. Good morning, South Australia. Good morning, Soda. Fresh from the Brownlow Blue Carpet. G'day, Beck. Uh, fresh, yes, absolutely. Um, it is a crazy night. Have you ever been to a Brownlow? I have not. No, you've been to the Logies a few times, though, haven't you? Yeah, I have, but never managed to uh, be in wag life, so no. Right, <laughs> right. Well, I've got to say, you, you know what the Logies are like. The Logies is just probably the most fake manufactured bunch yeah. of people ever <laughs> just walking around ever. trying to say that uh, oh, everyone you look really great but all they're asking for when they tell people that they look great is for the other people to turn back and go you look great as well <laughs> um, it, it's sort of footy's answer to that in terms of the wag side of it uh, but the, the the count itself right on to Lockie Neal who is um, an SA boy from down the southeast from Kybie Bolite Mm-hmm. Uh, he won his second Brownlow medal with the last votes of the night. But, Beck, what I love is how wonderfully contrived it's all set up as they get to the last votes because you know exactly when they get the last round, there were still five guys in the mix, right? So yeah. really close count. Mm. And then Gil McLaughlin reads through the first couple of games in the last round so quickly you can hardly make sense of it because he's <laughs> yeah. just getting to how they've set up that it's going to be the last yeah. two games or so. Yeah. Last vote of the night, yeah. Al Neal, three votes, and he wins it by two from Marcus Bontembelli from the uh, Bulldogs. But the thing I love the best, uh, our man Zach Butters, yes. uh, of course, from Port Adelaide. So he finished equal fourth. He was four behind. But he took his mum, Renee, to the no, night. I saw that. And, you know, Renee looked wonderful. I saw them as they came in. It looked sensational. Renee hadn't bothered to uh, cover herself in fake tan and drink carrot juice and try and change <laughs> her skin colour or anything like that. She was just a mum having a great time. And Zach goes, it's not my night, it's mum's night. Oh, I love that. It's good, isn't it? I was watching um, on my Insta all the wags uh, getting ready in mm. their hotel rooms in Crown. From about like 9am, the cocktails were flowing and the hair and oh, makeup really? were in and out of the room. I thought Kelly Finlayson, uh, Jeremy Finlayson's partner, looked beautiful in Paolo Sebastian. Belle Sloan was also up there for my best dress, since you asked. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you know it's funny? Because as you're walking Crown, right, and for anyone that's been over there, you know what it's like. You, you walk into that big front area and all these thousands of people are lined up with their cameras to take photos. And then there's the option, walk along the carpet and get mm. photographed mm. or sneak around the back. Yeah. And you see all of the, uh, the experienced guys... Um, you know, who've perhaps been married for years and that sort of thing, and the coaches, they sneak around the back. Yeah. And then you see this massive lineup, like trying to get into a nightclub, and it's all the 22-year-old blokes whose little partners have gone, we are going on the carpet, you've got to line up, you've got to do a little spin. And I could tell you, I walked through, and all I could smell was hairspray, <laughs> fake tan, and cheap cologne. Oh, <laughs> yummy, yummy. yummy. SAFM's Beck and Soda. L. Neal, three votes. And I declare the winner of the 2023 Brownlow medal, Lockie Neal of the Brisbane Lions Football Club. Narrow Congra- boy. Congratulations, yeah. Uh, Kybie Bolite just near there. So uh, that's his second Brownlow medal, Beck. And, of course, uh, we love the Brownlow because they stage it magnificently. Last votes of the night. Lockie Neal gets his three. Jump 
well, leapfrogs uh, Marcus Bond and Pally, who, geez, I tell you what, the Bond from the Western Bulldogs just can't seem to win. He gets very, very close. Did you get involved and watch it, or did you just watch the um, the carpet and turn it off? I do like the red carpet. I like the frocks. Uh, I watched mm-hmm. up to about round 13, and then I put myself to bed. But James was watching it, and I could hear him screaming and yelling. So did Zach Butters get close? Look, he did. He uh, He's our boy, of course, from Port Adelaide. So he finished fourth, right? So he had 27 votes. Lockie Neal had 31. Um, so he did pretty well, Zach. Came home strong. Really good. He took his mum, Renee, along. And I've got to say, Beck, when you rock into the crown, um, there are just thousands of people all holding their little phones up over the top of each other's heads trying to get a glimpse of everyone. Mm. But it's a night. I mean, it's, it's a pretty crazy sort of evening. I mean, it's meant to be about the footy, but there's no doubt... Um, like at the start, it was just all fake tan, fake teeth and hairspray. Then once I was ready, I actually went along to the event. And I've got to say, it is just insane, just the attention. And I know that uh, a lot of the girls, the partners, the wives and whatever look fantastic. It's but the night. hype and the build-up was ridiculous. Yeah. I See, it's not your bag. You were covering it for seven, whereas mm. I would be like a kid in a candy store if I was there. I mm. would love to go and get up close and see all the dresses and apparently there was some, you know, football highlights played also. <laughs> <laughs> well, the bit that is remarkable is you can see when you walk into the crown, there's, I think it was a blue carpet, right? So they walk along the carpet, um, but you can sort of sneak around the back or you can line up like you're in the little waiting to get in the VIP section of a nightclub Mm, mm. and you see all the young players with their young partners all lined up snaking their way out the front down Clarendon Street in uh, Melbourne just so they can go through the carpet. Then you see all the players that are a little more senior that have been through the ringer a bit with the wives who have probably been to their 8th Brownlow or their 10th Brownlow. (laughs) They sneak around the back and just try and get in as quickly as they can. But look, it's... um. It's a pretty interesting sort of night. It's a long evening, isn't it? Yeah. So we, when you were in there at the end of the night mm. in the room, what mm. was the what was the drama? What was the atmosphere like? Well, there was a real buzz in the room. It was just me and Dad in the hotel room <laughs> sitting on the um, king bed together, <laughs> what? You didn't sitting say. back bonding. <laughs> we, well, no, I bailed early because um, we were there for news. Um, and look, my dad lives in Melbourne, so I rang Dad and said, "Hey, do you want to come to the Brownlow?" He goes. Good, what do I need to wear? I said, whatever you've got on right now, big boy. And he drove into the hotel and both of us sat there eating Hungry Jacks, watching the Brownlow lying on the bed together. It was brilliant. This is SAFM's Beck and Soda. Got a secret, can you keep it? Beck and Soda, secrets of the suburbs. Untold secrets. Unbelievably true. Only on SAFM. Secret. If you have a secret, you can register at safm.com.au and you could win $5,000. This is a cringy, cringe, cringe one, isn't it, Soda? Well, yeah, it is. <laughs> well, yeah, but I, I really like it. I like it and I know you're going to enjoy it. Um, and also, too, if you do have a secret and you can register at safm.com.au, we can make you anonymous because we put the voice decoder yeah. over you and then people will never know who you are unless by mistake you drop someone's name like someone did the other week. Um, (laughs) You can uh, remain anonymous. All right, here we go, Beck. Strap yourself in, okay? You ready to go? Mm -hmm. I'm in. Right, loosen your clothing right now because good morning, Anonymous. Uh, Tell us what's your secret. 
So my secret is that um, I was sorting something out on my dad's phone for him um, when I actually came across a whole heap of um, explicit nude photos of him and his overseas girlfriend. Oh. Um, so the photos were pretty hectic and it's just a bit more crazy because I actually never saw photos of the girlfriend before these photos. So you knew he had a girlfriend overseas? Yes, so he spoke about it, but he knows what my opinion is when it comes to those things. And to make it worse, she actually ended up moving here and they're still together this day. And when I first met her, it was very awkward because I've pretty much seen everything of her before I saw her actual face (laughs) and they have no idea that I have seen these photos of both of them and I think it makes it more weird because my dad is pretty old he's like in his 60s so I just didn't think he would still be um getting up to those little naughty things um I don't want to sound like a pervert, but I probably will. Uh, how sort of explicit were the photos? Were they just sort of of her just standing there nude or were they, um, you know, interactive? She was bent over spreading everything. <laughs> <laughs> and then coming across, um, like, Dad's downstairs region, but you don't really want to be... Um, seeing that of your dad when he's 60-something years old and, yeah. <laughs> did you think of telling your dad, coming clean to say what you'd seen and like, Dad, why did you leave these on your phone? Not really because how am I supposed to bring that up to him? What is his reaction going to be or is he just going to have a go at me because I've seen it because he's left his tabs open on his phone because he's old and doesn't know how to use his phone properly or is it going to be awkward and then just, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know how you're supposed to really speak about that. When you look at your dad now, do you think, geez, dad, you're a big stud? Or do you look at him now and go, oh, my God, my dad had everything out and about? Probably like, oh, my God, my dad had everything out and about. And then I probably look at her and, like, just, like, a bit of disgust because it was like, uh, like, I don't know how, yeah, no, yeah, it's my dad. I can't look at him like that. <laughs> Aren't you a little bit proud that Dad's still out and about and having a little bit of fun? No, I think it's weird. I think it's very weird. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Look, I feel for you, but um, I can't help but have some admiration for your dad that he's still out and about and having a bit of fun, even though it must be very difficult to his stomach. Yes, definitely. Got a secret. Beck and Soda. Secrets of the suburbs. Share your secret at safm.com.au. Oh dear. Dad's DPs. That is, um, yeah, yeah. Keep, well, confronting to say the least, literally and figuratively. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, Good luck mm. to them, you know. That I wouldn't have thought that they'd know how to, you know, work the angles and the. Yeah, well, hey, the look, shadows. what happens in the privacy of your own home is certainly up to you. The, the fact that it's been leaked is the difficult <laughs> part for anonymous to understand. Um, it got me thinking, right? Thirteen ten sixty. Oh. Who have you seen 
in the nutty yeah. that perhaps you shouldn't have, and it's burned into where your oh irises, your retinas, and your pupils. Oh my god, I accidentally saw my husband on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, oh, come on. Look, thirteen ten sixty. Other than your husband, like yeah. Beck, is there someone that you just by accident may have walked into, and you will never forget it? No. For the rest of your life. It's not your birthday. <laughs> You're listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda. Hey, if you've just joined us, we had a Secrets of the Suburb, which we normally do around about 7.40 every morning. And Anonymous told us that she came across some pics that uh, Dad and his new girlfriend were, um, well... They were enjoying each other's company, and Dad's in his 60s, so he's reliving his youth, and the new girlfriend from a South American country, oh, am I meant to give that away? Uh, She's sort of, well, she's revealing all, Beck. So we've asked the question, 131060, who did you see nude in the nutty? And you can't get it out of your eyeballs. Okay, Candice in Manapara West, who was it? Um, it was my nana, actually. Um, she was oh. about 70 at the time, I think. Yeah, okay. yeah not, not cool. Not cool how, at all. How did you see nana's bits? Um, oh, yuck. Um, oh. So we went for a visit Jeez. at nana's. There was me and my cousin. And as we were leaving, like, she came out the front to wave goodbye. because She only had her dressing gown on. Uh. <laughs> it was a little bit windy that day. And uh, let's just say, I've seen everything yeah. that I didn't want to see. Oh. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty pretty bad. Me and my cousin are pretty mortified still. So, mm. yeah, not appreciated. Good on Nan, that. though. <laughs> what about I mean, Nan yeah, just well, I think... dressing gown with nothing underneath? That's good. Well, now as an adult, I think she was there with her boyfriend. Did we rock up at the oh! wrong time? Oh, oh hello, Nan. Carrie Ann from Craigmore, what did you say? Uh, hi, I saw my mum. My mum was on a cruise ship with me in... Um, uh, 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 Fiji, and when we were there, mm. uh, we were do- the cruise ship was rocking around quite a fair bit. And I said to mum, when she hops in the shower, please hang on to the handrails, it's pretty rocky in there. And then <laughs> she we hit a big couple of rollers in the ocean, and then all of a sudden, my mum had stumbled through the shower door, <laughs> through the porthole door into the bedroom, and landed stark as <laughs> on my bed. Oh, oh no, <laughs> too much. Had she done herself a mischief or she physically got out of it okay? No, she was perfectly okay. She was fine. We were in tears laughing so hard, but I've never seen my mum naked like that. Oh, stuck and stuck. And Carrie ann I'm just picturing it. An older body on the move. There would be a lot of jiggling going on. It wasn't good. A lot good. of moving parts. It wasn't good. Yeah, okay. Good on her. Oh, that's terrific. That's great. Chris and Elizabeth, who did you see naked? Um, I saw my sister naked. How did that happen? Okay, so I was about 15 or plus and and All right, I'm going to yeah. um, paraphrase. Go, he go. Um, found her phone and saw a homemade video and he's oh, never, okay. ever recovered. Yeah, the sister. The sister. No, you wouldn't. No. Yeah. Anyway, right. well, <laughs> just uh, keep your head out of these things, people. <laughs> <laughs> Eve from Athelston joins us. Um, okay, Eve, who, who did you see? Tell us your story. Well, what was happening was I was catching up with a friend of mine, a school mum, and she'd just been on a cruise. So um, she gave me a phone and went, yeah, have a look at 
the amazing things I saw. Um, the boat was amazing. We went snorkeling, so I'm scrolling through the phone and it was just beautiful. And then it was that classic one scroll too far and I just kind of like dropped the phone out of my hands like a hot potato and she mm. sort of saw it went, oh, my God, oh, my God, I forgot to delete that. And um, it was it was her husband um, in the nude. Um, but um, it was taken kind of from a low shot. So, um, you know, you saw everything from up. And um, and the flag was flying too. Oh. So, um, yeah, that was kind of a bit traumatic. And then she's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, don't tell my husband you saw this. I'm like, no, I really won't. Um, because he's also our vet. So, um, right. Yeah. So every time I go to the vet, um, he doesn't know I've seen it, but I kind of, sort of look at the floor or, you know, have a bit of a giggle. Yes. Just go concentrate on my dog, please. Because, um, yeah. So that was always delete your nudes, people. <laughs> Great. Great advice. SAFM's Beck and Soda. Beck and Soda's Morning Quickie. Newsreader M is in with the stories making headlines this morning. Good morning, guys. Well, after almost 150 days, uh, the a deal looks set to be struck between the Hollywood Writers uh, Guild oh. and uh, the government. The SAG. They've been on strike for, yeah, a long time. Um, our comedy writers have been permanently on strike on the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully we can see some shows back. And they've also made a commitment that AI might not take their jobs in future. Yeah, how scary is it that we're in the age where you have to factor AI into agreements? Terrible. Do you know, they were talking um, yesterday about AI getting involved in the coach's box in AFL games. Really? In what yep. way? So, well, I'm not quite sure, but they're talking about the, the point that some of the assistant coaches may become redundant no. because of the AI influence. It's freaky, <laughs> isn't they, it? They predict the, yeah. where they're well, going to go on the know. field? Or? I, I don't know, but it sounds pretty scary if that's the case because um, realistically, as we've discovered, that uh, homework's become redundant because mm. you just punch it into the computer and within like 30 mm. seconds you can have an assignment. Yeah. Now, well, Drew Barrymore got herself in a bit of trouble, didn't she? Because she yes. went back to work on her show. Well, she said she was going to go back because she, you know, wanted her staff to get work and things right. like that. So it had good intentions, but just what didn't really bode well yeah. with the public. Um, but yes, things like uh, the Drew Barrymore show will be back, The Tonight Show, Jimmy Kimmel, The Late Show, Stranger Things, Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> So does Drew Barrymore host her own sort of Ellen type show? That's right. Mm. Right. Do you know? Are we ever going to get another show like that on Australian TV? There's very few people who could do it. Like Rove, obviously. Who else? Warney had a go, didn't he? For a while, was that right? Mm. Do you remember Warney did one? <laughs> yeah. Did he I do don't... Warney live? It lasted about six episodes. <laughs> or am I thinking? Am I making that up? Mm. No, no. Yeah, he definitely did. I reckon it was a he did. Dream. In America, everyone gets one. John McEnroe had one too. (laughs) In America, imagine his. This would be brilliant. He'd just start ripping into people. Yeah, I'd love one here. Anyway, we should do one, but it's a hard, it's a hard type of um, show to do, though, isn't it? Mm. And free to wear is slowly dying. Sorry, but you, except for when we watch you at six o'clock every night, Soda. You cannot be serious. (laughs) There you go, big Johnny. (laughs) Ripping you. What's Qantas up to in the headlines today? Oh yes, well the Qantas pilots are unhappy. Uh, No surprises there, and they've joined calls for the chairman Richard Goiter to step down as well. Oh, and they're injecting some more money to try and uh, improve their service because they're getting a bit of a whack at the moment. Well, isn't that good of them? 
So <laughs> a further $80 million of their $2.47 billion, they're going to put into things like more training and resources for their call centres and more frequent flyer seats uh, and a review of customer policies and their in-flight catering. Oh, so you might get more than an apple and a glass of water now. What's happening? Hey, Em, did you just say that they're going to put in $80 million of their profits? Yes. Isn't that how business works? <laughs> that you use the money that you bring in as revenue. Um, and it's only profits if you keep it. But when you actually invest it back into your business to make your business better, mm. isn't that how business works? Isn't that, that's not investing your profits, is it? Yeah. No. So, you cannot be serious. <laughs> so I was Thanks, on Jetstar flight on the weekend. And I don't know oh. whether the hosties were having a particularly bad day, but I was scared of them. I thought they were, they were in the worst mood. They, were, they got on twice and said, stop pressing your call buttons unless there's a medical emergency. I'm like, my need for wine is a medical emergency. <laughs> what? They uh, were yelling at us to clear the rubbish. Like halfway through the flight, I was having a little snooze and I got woken by the hostie going, rubbish, clear your rubbish, get it out of your pockets. It was like I was... I have never been so yelled at on oh a flight. God. We were all like, all the all the people were looking at each other, going, "Wow, we're having, we're in trouble." Like, <laughs> grumpy, just be happy. You're in customer service. Do they realise that they're cabin staff and they're not nurses? That you actually push the button when you need service, not actually when you need an enema or a little scrub? Well, you don't know what I was asking for. <laughs> this is SAFM's Beck and Soda. Our new uh, rescue dog, you have to say rescue dog because it's good for karma points, <laughs> Wolfie, has caused us all sorts of problems I've been sharing with you. He pooed on my Nana's rug. He lifted his leg and weed on my pillow on my side of the bed. He took a real <laughs> disliking to me when, when mm. we first got him. Then he escaped, nearly drowned. Anyway, he has settled down in the past mm. couple of months. Until the weekend where he came inside and I looked at his paws and they were covered in blood. And my first instinct was to think that he'd hurt himself. And I was like, Wolfie, what have you done? And then on closer inspection, there were no injuries. So I followed him to the scene of Mm -hmm. the crime and out on the veranda in lots of pieces, including guts hanging from the creature was what used to be a beautiful blue tongue lizard. Oh, Wolfie's gone to town. Um, did he look sheepish or was he quite proud of he his achievements? Pleased, he looked like he had a bit of a glint, like a murderous glint in his eye, like he'd got the taste of blood. <laughs> it was horrible. Oh, and all across the mouth and everything, or just the paws just were bloody. The paws, but this—he'd really ripped this thing. It was—I was like, oh, I dear. was dry reaching. I was saying to the kids, "Stay inside. There's been a death in the family." And then I made my husband, who grew up on a farm, sort of scoop it up because I was not coping with it. It was so gross. I think it's a common thing. I think dogs like to take on blue tongue oh. lizards. I've seen it happen before. My dad's dog, Pax, he pulled a blue tongue apart only a few weeks ago when he was over oh, visiting. Well, I don't know what it is. Oh, I, mean, I thought a blue tongue was bad, but producer Lee's in here and your mm. childhood pet killed something much worse, Lee. Good morning, back in soda. Yes, he did. So we had a gorgeous, fluffy golden retriever as kids. Um, mm-hmm. and we also had budgies in the uh, birdcage. So we all went off. On a How many budgies, Lee? Three or four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All in a big cage. <laughs> we all packed up and went on a family holiday to the Gold Coast and left the pets with our grandma. Oh, no. And yeah. whilst we were away, 
the um, golden retriever has pulled the birdcage off of their table. One of the budgies has made a quick escape only to find himself crunched in the jaws of the dog. Oh, no. Which my poor grandma had then to, you know, rip out of the jaws of the dog. And uh, we were down a budgie when we got back from the family holiday. So that was sad. No wonder you couldn't work out whether you had three or four before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Still scarred. Hard to drag the cage down. All right, 131060, confession time. What did your pet kill? We have killers. Oh, jeez. You want to go down that path? Yeah, let's do it. Sorry, All kids. Right. Uh, we're going to offer counselling as well. It's the circle of life. any kids. So what, yeah. did you, what did your pet or your dog kill? Yeah, pretty mm. much. Oh, more okay. dog. I mean, cats kill things all the time, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> That's boring. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Make it good. Chatty in the southeast. Your puppy ate something. What was it? Uh, so I have a six-month-old rescue puppy that I took out the front on the lead, and he found a mummified mouse. <laughs> oh. And crunch, crunch away, and oh. I'm trying so hard not to dry reach. <laughs> It sounds like a little delicacy almost for a dog, doesn't it? <laughs> like a pig's ear. Mm. No, mm. I don't. A mummified mouse. Okay, Alicia in Roseworthy, what did your pet kill? Hello, my cat. It killed a rabbit. It gutted it oh. and oh. left it on my doorstep. You know, like in the cartoon, how you got the fish head and the skeleton and then the tail? Yes, yes. yes. That's how the rabbit looked like on my oh. doorstep. I was just... I was just oh, playing wow. real cute with my toddler in the lounge room and I look over and my toddler's like, cat, got really excited. And then I looked down and just wanted to vomit. It was so gross. Oh, poor Fluffy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was like a special treat for you. Like, look, oh. mum, look what I collected. Yeah. All right, 131060. Uh, I mean, we call this in the business a full board where every line has been oh taken up. Oh, my gosh. Up. People, oh, with my, calls. I feel sorry for wildlife. This is not great. <laughs> <laughs> Leanne in Angle Vale, who, what did your pet kill? Okay, so I've got a border, a blue heel across border collie, and we live out in a vineyard, and in the last Four days, he's got about seven birds. Um, last night, he got oh. a bearded dragon, and last week, he caught two heads. Oh. oh, wow. And he likes to eat the heads off the birds oh. and then rips the guts out, and they're just all over our front yard. <laughs> right. Have you actually thought about feeding him instead, though? <laughs> uh, well, we don't need to. He just catches his own. So. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> all right. Um, Hayden right, is in the Riverland. Um, what'd your dog kill? Uh, he killed about a metre long brown snake. <gasps> no. Oh, that's good. Well, is it? So I suppose he, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, he bit it in half and he took it that violently that, um, yeah, he's obviously, yeah, killed it. And he's obviously done it before because he um, hasn't stuffed up and died yet. So, <laughs> oh, Well done. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know. It's good not to have the snake on the property, but that poor dog is at risk, Hayden. But, um, yeah, I'm glad uh, I'm glad everyone is – well, actually, no, the snake's not, not a good <laughs> no. ending, not a happy ending for the snake. Moving on. Uh, Jess in Oaklands Park, um, <laughs> what did your dog kill? Uh, so when my youngest son was at kindy, they had the baby chicklings um, that they watched raise and hatch from eggs. So oh. we adopted some of those. Um and took them home and lovingly raised them with the red light lamp, got all the accessories, oh. and then we've put them in a enclosure out the back, and uh, mm. my Alaskan Malamute clearly thought they were chicken breasts on legs. Oh. Um, oh. <laughs> just, next thing you know, 
they're gone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. It was quite devastating. They were the size of a baseball. We had all these plans about raising them <laughs> to have eat their eggs and didn't come to fruition, unfortunately. <laughs> so we've, we've put aside the dream of having chickens and eggs in the backyard. <laughs> How many were there, Jess? Um, four, because I didn't think I could take any more at the time because of the uh, the amount of animals I had in the backyard with the two cats, the dog, and then four chickens. I thought that would be plenty, but little did I know we'd end up with none. It's a good feed, though. Four is probably a good one. She was very happy. You're listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda. Oh, my gosh. Look at these trending topics. Look, I think it's pretty common knowledge around this building, Soda, that you and I yep. are not sort of super hip and cool when it comes to modern music, even though we try. Is that right? <laughs> well, for example. Speak for yourself. Okay, well, here's a peek behind the curtain. When we had okay. to announce the lineup for um, R&B Fridays Presents Fridays Live, yep. <laughs> next to Boys to Men, which you know the two in it is written as like Roman numerals two. Oh, one, one. They wrote yep. in brackets boys two men because I think they were worried you'd say boys 11 men. <laughs> they were worried I would. <laughs> or one of us. <laughs> right. Boys 11 men. Boys 11 men. Yeah. <laughs> but we can rest assured that we are still cooler than US President Joe Biden, who made this clanger. Two of the great artists of our time representing the groundbreaking legacy of hip hop in America, LLJ Cool J. Uh, <laughs> That boy's got, he got, man's got biceps bigger than my thighs. I think he's... He was just lost, wasn't he? <laughs> hey, speaking of well, being cool and hip, how old is Joe? Is he 80? 80 something. He's, he's 80 definitely or 80, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's right. in his 80s. Some people are like young, sprightly 80s and some aren't, and he's in the latter category, isn't he, really? LLJ Cool J. Cool J. Oh, no. Poor bugger. Calls him boy and he corrects himself and he's in all sorts. It was uh, memories of Bert Newton talking to Muhammad Ali, where boy is obviously a horribly offensive term, yeah. but you could hear he quickly caught himself there. Yeah. He just couldn't catch himself with LLJ, Cool J, L, J, Cool. Coming soon with Boys 11 Men. Um, now, we mentioned on the show yesterday, because it was just breaking and it has absolutely snowballed overnight, the new relationship between Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, who plays for... Kansas, Kansas City, City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were very spotted. good player. He Lee. scored a touchdown. We actually we were watching a bit of it, obviously, while the show was on yesterday, weren't we? And he he got a touchdown, and the cameras don't worry about Trevor now. He's going. <laughs> they just pan up to the box and watch Taylor Swift with her red lipstick just jumping up and down, partying. Yeah, she loves a red lip. Uh, she's even written about it in some of her songs. Yeah, they were spotted driving off in his convertible, which is very Taylor in her. Mm getaway car. What, the, after the match he was in the convertible? Yeah. Oh, right. hot convertible of some yeah. description. I can't tell you what it is. Um, and she was spotted at an after party getting a little affectionate. But I love the backstory here because old school, he mm. slipped his phone number to her on a handmade bracelet he made for her when she was on tour. And I thought, oh, you know, no. in the days of Tinder and Bumble and Hinge and whatever, mm. to slip someone their phone, your phone number is so old school. Have you ever done a little cheeky, like, write on a napkin at a bar or anything for a girl soda? Uh, 
Not that I can recall, but I certainly don't uh, recall fashioning up a handmade bracelet either. <laughs> and when you said it's a handmade bracelet, I'm tipping it wasn't his hands that made the bracelet. <laughs> you would have got some of his people to make it, wouldn't they? I don't know. But, oh, oh, okay, the other way around then. Has any, any lady ever slipped you a little... Um, mm. oh, are you? Hang on, what is that you're holding? You've got a friendship bracelet <laughs> on. I've got a little loom band that this morning while I've been sitting here, because I'm obviously in Melbourne at the moment for the Brownlow medal from last night, um, you're talking about handmade <laughs> bracelets. I've created a loom band because someone had left a whole bunch of little rubber bands <laughs> in the studio here. Mate. Mate. And I've made my own loom band because I watched my daughter do it the other day. I've actually made a friendship bracelet for Aww, myself. There you go. That's cute. Yesterday you were that. making Lego and now you're making yep. loom bands. Yeah, I watched my daughter, who's eight, was showing me how to make a loom band on the weekend. And for some reason, I've walked into this studio. I'm sitting here on my own, and there's just a bunch of little rubber bands. Oh. So I've created my own loom band. There you go. You need a friend. I put a number on it, and I'm going to ask myself out. <laughs> SAFM's Beck and Soda. Grant Stevens is our cop at the top. He's known as the commissioner, of course. But commish to his mates. Beck and Soda have some questions to ask. So as a representative of Sable, let's go ask Grant Stevens stuff. Uh, here he is, the big boss, the commissioner of Police Grant Stevens. How are you, mate? Good. That intro's growing on me, too. <laughs> yeah. You love yeah. it. You know what I had to do back the other day? I spoke to Grant, and he goes, can you just get me a copy of that intro? I need it for my mum. Yeah. Does yeah. she like it? Well, she's not part of your demographic, so yeah, it was, I had to get it for her specifically, and she, yeah, she did like it. Everyone's part of our demographic. Well, not my mum. Yeah. Yeah. You're, not, you're not tackling the big issues of the day, like other sort of uh, oh, what? talk She's not shows. interested in the Kardashians and who Taylor <laughs> Swift's I dating. Promise, I promise you she's not. <laughs> <laughs> What's mum listening to, ABC? Uh, no, she's uh, she's more in the, the High Marsh Square sort of part oh, of town. Oh, Will oh, and Pembo. Oh, okay. Will and Pembo and then the morning and everything else. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, good we'll on allow that. it. Yeah. Will Goodings yeah. is a lovely what, bloke. Yeah. What's mum's name? Uh, Claire. G'day, Claire. Hey, Beck and Soda here, Claire. <laughs> if you'd love to uh, come onto the show one day or you'd like to sample something, you know, in our demo, uh, Claire, come on board. Right? We can help you with the aphids in your garden as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, tickets for Claire, Friday's Live. Uh, you can yes. Come so there you go. Does your mum want to come to Friday's Live and see Jason Derulo and Kelly Rowland? Oh, look, I'll ask. I'll ask. <laughs> right. Yeah. Open invitation, Claire. Yeah, if you'd absolutely. like to come along to Friday's Live, I will escort you there and you can <laughs> rock on and party with us. She can crowd surf with <laughs> yeah. later yeah. on Friday. Well, I promise I'll look after your hips. <laughs> right? You'll be right. You we won't drop you. Hey, now, Grant, uh, congratulations because the other day on Saturday, uh, I saw you at the football, the old amateur league or the Adelaide Footy League as it's called. Now, yep. you're the new patron. I am the patron of the Adelaide Footy League. Yeah, very proud to be one too. Well done. And you're out doing some recruiting. Oh, uh, aggressively, yeah, yeah. and that, that's that's the 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 way this came about was uh, we we've partnered with the Adelaide Footy League mm. and Football SA as well. Um, huge huge group of people that uh, we think would really fit well yep. into policing. So yeah, yes. we're working closely with them to promote SAPOL as a as a definite career choice. Um, what sort of age bracket are you looking at from youngest to oldest in terms of this recruiting? Uh, there is no age. There oh, really right. is no age limit. Um, yep. Yeah, we, we happily accept applications from anyone, and mm -hmm. there are a lot of people out there. We're, we're targeting people leaving school, and yep. we're also targeting people who might have always harboured a desire to be a police officer or mm. just looking for a, a new direction in life, regardless of what their career path has been yeah. up until that point. So, yeah, we, we, we just promote it as a, a great vocation, um, highly rewarding. Um, yeah, just I can't speak highly enough of it, and mm. we, we're hoping people get the message. Do you have to look good in Navy? 
It helps. It helps. Yeah. Eye colour, you, you need to have, yeah, it needs to match. But. These are questions that people yeah. think of when they're making no. <laughs> you know, career if, decision. If yeah. navy's not your favourite, it's French navy, but if, if mm. that's not your favourite colour, then, you know, you focus on getting into plain clothes so you can then choose your own outfits. Oh, be a D. Yeah. I'd be a great D. I know everybody's yeah. business. You went to a traffic cop last time we were talking about <laughs> this. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I like to role play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, is the colour actually called French Navy? French Navy. Is that right? Yeah. Not Navy, French Navy. French Navy. Yeah. Well, you yeah. wear French Navy very well, sir. Thank you. It yeah. does. It matches yeah. your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And it hides a lot of sins too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank um, you, Kamish. Grant Stevens, thank One you more so thing. much. Yes, go Shout for it. out to um, Unley Jets, B-grade. Grand final winners. Oh, yeah, My yeah. son was part of the team. Uh, Expect to see you home sometime soon. It's been a, it's been a few days oh, now. Wow. How has he been? All right. I, I couldn't say. I haven't seen him. So. Uh, can Drunk we put and it disorderly. right? Uh, what's your son's name? Josh. Right. Can we put an APB out for uh, Josh Stevens? If anyone has seen him in the last forty-eight hours, he's gone missing somewhere around the Unley Road vicinity. Thank you. Good on yeah. you, Josh. Congratulations on the win. He won the medal, didn't he? He did. Got oh, best on ground? Yep. Wow. There you go. Good on you, Josh. Well, hopefully you get home safely. Congratulations on the flag. Grant, thanks so much for coming in. This is SAFM's Beck and Soda. Mr. Nerdberger over there has just caught me out on the <laughs> fact that pterodactyl is spelt with a P. And I wanted to be sure about these things because I don't like being wrong. So I just searched the dictionary. And mm-hmm. then I started thinking... And it's one of those like questions that makes your head hurt when you think about it. Like, where did I come from and why am I here? Um, yeah. I think that every morning when I wake up, who wrote the first dictionary? Yeah. Like, how do you what? start writing a dictionary? Because you have no reference point. You don't like, how do you know all of the words to start with without a dictionary? But then at some point, a dictionary didn't exist and someone had to sit down and think of all of the words in the world that they knew. And how did they know all of them? Huh? And then oh. how did they know to call the dictionary a dictionary oh because they had God. to make that word up as well to and put in the dictionary? Until they got to D, they didn't know the dictionary was even a word. I exactly. mean, my head, like who, how, what, what even, how even? Why, why are you thinking about that? My kids actually keep asking me, Dad, um, how did the world start? Yeah. And I'm going, oh, I don't know about the Big Bang Theory and all that sort of thing. And then they go, and who were the first people? And then I'm thinking, well, I don't know if they really get into the Bible about Adam and Eve, because clearly a woman wasn't pulled out of a bloke's rib. We understand that. It well, had to evolve in some other creationist way. creationist theory that you don't want to get into at the dinner table, do you? Exactly. But then they'll say, well, Dad, if the first person, why didn't they just tell the next person, they tell the next person, they tell the next person, and we'd actually know how they started? Like, why did they stop telling each other how they started? <laughs> because Eve ate the apple. Going, exactly. <laughs> So and then I looked at them, and, and then there was a snake involved. So, but then I looked at them, I said, well, why don't you tell me what's the silent letter in the word night in terms of a night of the round table? Or even late at night, what's the silent letter, the G or the H, Beck? Night. The K is silent. In the... Well, what about if it's <laughs> like night? Dictionary. What about if it's a dark night? <laughs> so if you're talking about night that starts with N, what letter's silent, the G or the H? Not both of them. I don't know. This is, this is, is this one of the <laughs> stupid Are we riddle manning? Are we riddle manning? Is this what's happening? Pterodactyl starts with P. Mm. Oh, I'm just going to look. Maybe I'll write a dictionary when I retire. Beck's dictionary of important words. And pterodactyl right won't be in it. You idiot. How did we even get to this point? I don't know. Who wrote the first dictionary? <laughs>
Google it. <laughs> what did we do before Google to find things out? We looked it up in the Funk and Wagnalls. Who wrote the Funk and Wagnalls? Oh, this is Mr. Never Funk and end. Mr. Wagnall. Oh. Correct. <laughs> Thank you. I think I'm going to put a stop yeah. to this. You're listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda. I want to take you away. Beck and Soda. Around the world. Now, Beck, you know I love to uh, explore what's happening uh, outside of our shores just so I can see what uh, people are doing in other countries mm-hmm. uh, around the world. So I'm going to take you back to England where I took you yesterday. And now, you may recall yesterday, remember there was the, the bloke that uh, his life was going swimmingly. He was having so much fun that he was actually <laughs> sitting at home counting how many segments were in each of the mandarins yes. that he ate every day. And he recorded the segments um, and, you know, some days he just got your eight-segment Mandarin mm-hmm. from Aldi, and then other days he got the bonus where he had the 14 segments, yeah, and he and was, it was just blown away. Yeah, I mean, obviously there's a bit happening in your life if you need to go <laughs> to that level. Well, I've got, I think I can one-up this guy, right? <laughs> so let's just put the Mandarin man to the side and say good morning to our friend Dave Brook from Kent in the south of England. Mm. Um, Dave's 54 years of age, and it's probably been a while between drinks for Dave because <laughs> I reckon uh, probably hasn't seen a woman, if he's that way inclined, for the better part of 20 years because oh, Dave's companion yeah. Yeah. is a turkey. Uh, uh, oh, a live turkey? He's got a live turkey, and the turkey's called Trouble Version 2, or as he likes to use his little pet name for his turkey, T2. <laughs> what happened to he Version 1? Did it Was well, it Thanksgiving? Version <laughs> 1 was T2's mum. <laughs> right, and uh, obviously he keeps some turkeys as pets, and he loves their eggs as opposed to the chicken eggs. So what happened was um, little T2 was having some issues when he was born, so Dave took to becoming the turkey protector. And then the turkey for its first 10 or 11 hours of its life, because Dave looked after it, it dumped mum trouble and just started hanging around Dave for good. Oh, I love that. Like he thought it was the mama. Yes. It was that, that, you know, that completely connected to Dave, that Dave takes the turkey to the local pub and they eat cheese and onion chips together at the front bar. What? It's not right, is it? No. Do they? What about the sleeping arrangements? Is there any yeah, word on sleep in the same room? I'm not quite sure if they're in the same bed, but they're certainly in the same room. And um, T2 likes to sit in the front of Dave's car, <laughs> and so around uh, Maidstone in Kent, where they live, it's quite common for people to pull up to the lights, and there's Dave driving his car, and T2's in the front seat, just spinning the head around, you know, gobble gobbling, and people wave because T2's quite famous in Shotgun. town. Yeah, that was probably needs. Um, But you'll like this. But Dave is so infatuated with T2 and loves him so much that Dave stopped eating turkey at Christmas. I love that. Out of respect, which is good. And he explains to T2 that Christmas is a period of time when all of T2's friends actually go on holiday. (laughs) And that's how he explains to T2 that all of his friends are ending up at Christmas lunch. (laughs) SAFM's Beck and Soda, 6 to 9 weekdays. SAFM.